Trigger Warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. To find more information about the Preacher Boys podcast and upcoming documentary, visit PreacherBoysDoc.com or connect on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at PreacherBoysDoc. Now, here is your host... Eric Skwarzynski. Well, hello all and welcome to the Preacher Boys podcast. My name is, of course, Eric Skwarzynski and I'm your host. And today's episode is a little bit different and it goes without saying this is not the episode that I intended to release on Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. It's an episode I wish I didn't have to release, but for those of you who follow on social media, follow on YouTube, you probably already heard about some of this. But I need to address some things that have been happening with myself personally, and I know there are some of you who solely listen to me through the podcast, and so I wanted to make you aware of this situation. If you have heard any whispers on social media about this situation, I wanted to give my perspective, and so what I'm going to do is share audio from two different lives that I've done in the last two days that address uh, some death threats that were made against me, uh, some blackmail threats that were made against me and give you some context as to what's happening right now, Uh, give some updates as far as what's going on with the show. Um, And one of the big things I'll just say, in case you don't listen to the entire episode, is right now, uh, any direct emails or social media reach outs that I receive, where it is not someone I already know, and or or, uh, accompanied by an introduction from somebody that I already know, I will not be responding to them right now. I'll give context to that later on in the episode. Uh, really appreciate all of you. I know this episode might seem a little bit, um, a little bit uh, less direct than normal, but it's because it is, like I said, two lives. Uh, I've trimmed out some of the fat of the Q and A portion of these lives uh, just to get to the meat of the conversation. But um, this is a compilation of two different lives. I'm going to play them back to back and uh, allow them to. Uh, just give you some context as to what's happening. I really do appreciate everybody that supports the podcast. Uh, we've had a lot of new patrons jump on, which is amazing. Really do appreciate the support and appreciate all the very kind words that have been shared in the comments of all the Preacher Boys sh- social media right now. Uh, it really does mean a lot to me and uh, really thankful for all of you and for the impact of the show, for all the brave survivors that have shared their story thus far. And the show is not going anywhere. Um, It's going to continue going. It's going to continue uh, shedding a light on things that need to have a light shed on them. And uh, really do appreciate everybody tuning in. But uh, from here, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, the audio of these lives. You can take a listen to what I had to say here over the last couple of days. Uh, Again, this is June 22nd, 2021 uh, is the time that I'm recording this introduction. So if you're listening to this in a few days and it's outdated, I apologize, uh, but this is the information that I have thus far. So look, so some of you may have already seen my Instagram post today. Uh, You may have already seen some of what I'm going to talk about as far as uh, the without a crystal ball situation and uh, 
basically context for anyone who doesn't know the background of this. There is a popular YouTube channel called Without a Crystal Ball. It's hosted by Katie Joy Paulson. And I was watching one of her live streams from my couch in my living room and was uh, just sitting there, <laughs> hair undone, just t-shirt, jeans, laying on the couch, watching a live stream. She saw my name uh, attached to a comment. And I was invited by her to join her on a live. I was not prepared to do this. I had never talked to her before. Uh, I had never spoken with Katie at any point before this. Jumped onto a live stream and, um, you know, had a conversation with her. I thought it went fairly well. I gave the information I wanted to give and, um, you know, felt like it was fine. I hyped her up as I would anybody I presumed was an advocate and uh, really uh, just encouraged her at the end and told her just in passing, I'd love to have you come on my show. And afterward, my inboxes blew up across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, email. And um, I was currently uh, flying to Costa Rica when all this happened. So I was literally on a plane connected to the plane Wi-Fi, getting tons of messages from people saying to do my research uh, about Without a Crystal Ball, about Katie. And look, before I go any further, I just want to say um, – I thought this was done and behind me. Um, I didn't want to keep addressing this. I, I put out a very brief statement about this and let it sit at that, even though there were accusations made about me. Um, I let it sit, uh, but I need to address it today um, just based on what's going on. So anyway, so I was on the plane. I was headed to Costa Rica, getting all these messages. Do your research. Check out who Katie is. I did my research. Uh, I found a lot of things I won't dive into right now. I found a lot of things, methods, way that she verbalized things, uh, her tone in some of these cases, uh, her interactions with victims that I was hearing about, reading about, seeing, I was watching her own content. And I was very uncomfortable with the way that Katie handled herself. And I made a public statement because I made a public invitation to her to come on my show. I made a public statement that said that, um, well, I'll read exactly uh, I'll read exactly what I said. Still have so much left um, to learn. Oh. So I made a statement. I said regarding the Without a Crystal Ball live I joined yesterday. I have done research um, since I appeared. Uh, Katie Joy's methods have uh, historically been incredibly problematic. I'm disappointed in myself in, do in uh, not doing what I always do, which is research before I share uh, my platform with anybody. Uh, I didn't expect to be called on to join your live. Didn't think anything of it. I just wanted to encourage who I thought was a fellow advocate. I've never communicated before with her. It makes me sick to my stomach to think I misread the situation or sent the wrong message to anybody. Uh, please know I'm extremely new to her content. Not a fan of her tactics. And uh, I've since discovered she utilizes. I'll not be hosting her on my show. My credibility and the credibility of those I partner with is important to me. And uh, so I, I put out that statement. Um, and, uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, and then I received, uh, a message from Katie that says, um, what, ha what you've done uh, proves to me that even today you still lack respect for women. Uh, you know, uh, anyway, uh, you could have spoken to me, but instead chose to publicly humiliate me. And I said, Katie, respectfully, this has nothing to do. And by the way, the reason I'm sharing these messages is because of what's going on today. Uh, Katie, respectfully, this has nothing to do with you being a woman. I've worked alongside many incredible women. That's the majority of the people I have on my show over the course of my show, and I was not out to humiliate you. I saw things that were troubling and chose to distance myself. I made a public ex uh, appearance and felt the need to address that public appearance on a public setting. That's all. Some of my concerns are validated in that you removed your first few kind messages and then chose to send a more antagonistic 
message when you didn't get a prompt response. I take full responsibility for joining a live without doing more research. That was on me. I've said my piece. That's where I wanted the conversation to end. And uh, what I meant when I said she deleted the original messages to me, uh, originally when she messaged me after I put out the statement, it was very kind. And uh, it said basically that she was very sorry. She had haters that were coming after her. Um, She's sorry if I felt threatened by anybody, which I didn't. Um, And nobody responded to me in a hateful or angry way. I just want to make that really clear. And so she had sent me like three messages right in a row, deleted those, and then sent me a message saying that I humiliated her, that I lacked respect for women, etc. So I sent that response to her. still have so much left to learn. And uh, then she said, uh, I lost lost this message here, but uh, then she basically responded and said that uh, there were, oh, here it is. Sorry. I said, no, you chose to, and and I apologize, guys, I'm doing a... I didn't expect to be doing this live today. Uh, no, you chose to be publicly. You, t- you chose to publicly humiliate me, then not speak to me based on assumptions about me that are not true. Uh, I deleted messages because people use my DMs against me all the time. If you care to address this and actually listen to me, I'm not what they say. But you do humiliate. And again, I base this off my own research, not what people told me. But you do humiliate me, and it was horrifying to make a statement so publicly to belittle me. And I've never been rude to you. Instead, you use sources from trolls who've harassed and bullied me for three years of my work. Because I want you to believe I'm bad. I'm not bad. Instead of coming to me, you took to social media to denounce me, which is akin to public humiliation. Um, I said, Katie, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not on any sort of crusade. Um, I saw things that concerned me upon doing my own research and watching other clips from your program and felt the need to express my disagreement. That's all. Um, There was no personal vendetta because I didn't know her. Uh, I made a public statement as someone who has a public show and made an appearance with a public figure she said, I'm sorry you were harassed. I'm sorry you're threatened by these assholes. Um, yeah, I am sure problematic because it's not what you would do and therefore I'm terrible. You did not say this isn't accurate or I don't know about this. Instead, without warning, you humiliated me. If you can't see that's wrong and misogynistic, I can't make you change. So that was the the messages that went back and forth. And uh, immediately following that, she went and did two to three live stream videos addressing the uh, – addressing me, talking about me. And uh, here's just a few clips to kind of give you a sense of what that looked like. Um, There are plenty of full recaps if you search without a crystal ball or uh, W-O-A-C-B and Preacher Boys. Plenty of people have done recaps on YouTube. And I just want to make clear from that point on, um, I've been completely silent, even though there were a lot of things that were said about me, uh, like some of these statements. To save face, still have so much left to learn. So the only thing I'm using this for is that I'm not going to give him grace in the respect that he made a public statement to humiliate me and he won't respond to me in DMs. Which, which again, and as you guys saw, is not true. I did respond to her very quickly um, and was very respectful in my responses. That's my full responses to her. And so this is inaccurate information. This is a lie. It's clear that he would rather just believe what he wants about me and then humiliate me and then not give me the courtesy to speak to me. And if you're going to treat a woman like that, all I can say to you after I've graciously given you time on my platform to share what you do, I had no agenda. Okay, so... 
Again, obviously, as you guys saw from the screenshots, it's not true. I did respond to her. It was within a few minutes of her writing. And again, I was on an airplane going to Costa Rica. So uh, the fact that I responded, I think, says a lot. I could have left the statement, blocked her. Instead, she blocked me and went and did this live. Um, and uh, Jessica, you said she couldn't even give you 24 hours. Yeah, it was not much time at all. To save face. There's another piece here. Instead of actually having a conversation. Don't say, like, don't send hate to him. Just honestly, I wanted to say my piece. And misogyny is so thick on this in this group that it hurts my heart that it took him no thought to publicly humiliate me with a statement like that because it's easy. I'm a woman. So again, playing the, the card of this, and again, I don't need to defend that. I think I've shown it that um, I don't hate women. I think I've shown that very clearly uh, over the course of my show. I think I've worked with several women. Um, and in fact, um, I'll mention this as well. I won't share screenshots of the comments right now, but I'm happy. Um, I don't have them in my queue. But a friend of mine who is a survivor of sexual abuse uh, actually was in the comments defending me, which I appreciate because I didn't ask her to do that. And her comments were actually deleted by Katie, um, the ones that defended me and actually mentioned that she told her abuse story on my podcast. Um, and, uh, anyway, it was just really frustrating. And, uh, here's the last little, I'm not going to give him grace in the respect that he made a public statement to humiliate me and he won't respond to me. Oh, that's the same piece. So anyway, so that's what happened there. Um, that was kind of the, the, the situation as far as that goes. And, uh, yeah, it was just really frustrating. Um, I don't know that she blocked, um, the survivor that I was friends with, but she did delete her comments, uh, that were made on the post. And I do have screenshots of those comments, but unfortunately I didn't put those, uh, in the queue. And, uh, thank you, Alexandra, for just tuning in. Uh, I know this is, I know this is a messy stream. I know that there are a lot of people who are jumping in, who are missing some context. I hope you'll go back and rewatch this. But uh, here's the piece that catches us up to today. Uh, and I'll break this down really quickly and explain what's happening, why I feel the need to do a video. Because again, uh, since I made that original statement, I haven't said anything publicly about Katie um, on Instagram, on my Preacher Boys account, anywhere like that. Um, I have mentioned a few subreddits, like just thank you to people who had supported me uh, through everything. Um, even though Katie went to Twitter um, and you know alluded to the fact that I abused my wife or abused my kids, and that's why she's scared to have men on her show, I still didn't respond publicly because I wanted to let her run her course and figure out what she wanted to do, figure out what was going on, and it was clear that you know. It was clear that this wasn't going to go anywhere productive. So I have stayed silent up to this point. The reason I'm mentioning is because today I got, or on Monday this week, rather, Monday last week, rather, um, I got a, uh, a message from an account under the username Diana. And uh, the message said, uh, hi, uh, Katie Paulson told me to reach out to you in regards to sharing my story. I responded to her on Saturday. I said, hi, Diana, can you give me some more info? She said, I was sexually abused by a cult member. And then she sent me multiple pictures, which I won't share here for the privacy of the victim. She said, this is the person that abused me. And these are pictures of her. Katie wants you to do a story on her. Uh, her name is blank. She was abused between ages five and 15. So there was a gap between yesterday and today. And it turned from 
this person, this Diana, uh, being someone who is abused to me, wanting me to run a story about someone who had been abused. And, uh, in this message, it says she was abused between ages five or I'm sorry, I'm trying to read this here. Let me blow this up. Ages five and 15. If you do this for me, I'll stop all the hate you're receiving. And, um, it says she deserves to be humiliated for reporting to my family to CPS. One of the things Katie keeps mentioning in her lives is that people are reporting her to CPS. I don't know about this. Again, I don't know much about Katie beyond my personal experience, which has not been positive. Um, I don't know if people are doing that. I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going on as far as that goes. But then it says her Twitter is blank. Her Instagram is blank. Do this for me and I'll stop my followers from targeting you. I said, I might be misunderstanding something. Why are you telling me you'll stop the hate I'm receiving and stop your followers from, quote, uh, targeting me? The response says, um, uh, it says, I might be misunderstanding. Uh, She said, you know full well who I am. I said, no, I really don't. Unless I'm very mistaken, it sounds like you're blackmailing me to do what you want or else you're going to send a Twitter mom my way. And it says, the person humiliated with with your post without consulting me first. I said, ah, Katie. Uh, if you do this for me, I'll stop others from harassing you as I have a much bigger audience than you. And I said, creating a separate account entirely for the sole purpose of blackmailing me into bending to your will. That's not how I operate, Katie. This really did bother me. And I do want to say this really quickly. Obviously, there's a piece of this where, you know, this is an anonymous account. So, um, you know, some people mentioned, what if this is not Katie? Um, all I'm going to say is based on my experiences with her and the way that she's responded to things, this wouldn't be the most surprising thing to me uh, if this is in fact her. Um, but whether it's her or whether it's a deranged Katie, you know, fan, or whether it is a deranged, you know, person that hates Katie, I I don't know. It, this the pieces don't make sense. And um, if this is her creating an account, threatening to uh, threatening me to release a victim's information who had trusted Katie with their story. Uh, is not how I roll and I'm not going to be blackmailed into this stuff. And I said that, um, you know, I said, again, I said my piece, this person's a liar and deserves it. Do this. I'll forget our spat. Otherwise I'll personally make your life a living hell, your choice. And, um, it's, I said, that's not how I work. I don't even know who the person is you're referring to. And I don't want any piece of your self-created drama. And she said, she lied in my court case. I want her exposed now, or I'll make sure you regret humiliating me first, not doing this second. How do I know you're, you're really Katie? Um, because again, I wanted to verify, uh, it says you'll find out when you have 170,000 people harassing you. I said, if it really is you, it's disgusting. You'd exploit a victim. You're unhinged. I'm blocking this account now. And now that account is deleted. So this is the account I came from and, uh, now it's user not found. So that account is deleted. Um, and this screenshot is from a different account. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting stuff. And that's what's happened. Uh, that's what's happening today. <laughs> so uh, after last week was a ridiculous week uh, on the show, there were so many different stories that were happening. So many uh, absolutely horrific stories that came across the show. Now this is rearing its ugly head. And again, I know that there are many that are saying, well, it's not Katie. It doesn't make sense. Why would she do this? Um, from what I have seen, um, and, and even just recently, uh, there was a video where Katie doxed, uh, someone in her own family. Uh, she has a history of giving away people's personal information and 
doxing them. That is well documented. There are lawsuits from celebrities uh, relating to that exact thing. Um, my experience with her was that she did delete a lot of messages. She sent me very aggressive messages. She went on an unhinged, uh, you know, unhinged three live streams about me within the course of a few hours, which she then deleted. And so my experience with her has not been positive. Whether or not this is her, this is extremely frustrating. It does, uh, it doesn't do anything worthwhile for survivors of abuse who I do. They're my top priority in this. Um, it does, um, Whoever's doing this, whether it's Katie, whether it's uh, some other person, you know, this is awful. Um, and I will say I did reach out to the victim that was mentioned in the messages. I sent uh, I sent the images that were sent to me. Uh, they confirmed that the only person that had those images would be Katie Joy Paulson. Um, and so anyway, so, you know, it's just it doesn't make sense. Um she said outside of family, the only person would be Katie, who she gave the information to. Uh, uh, she gave the information to a year ago, and uh, Katie has been threatening to release it according to her. Again, whether or not, who knows what pieces of this are true, what's accurate, but all I know is, um, you know, if for whatever reason, um, you know, this gets bigger than what it is, um, you know, this is what, <laughs> this is how the day started. Um, and anyway, my, my thoughts on this are whoever it is, this is awful for survivors everywhere. This is extremely offensive to me as someone who tries to work with survivors. And, um, again, based on my experiences, um, with Katie, like, again, I, I just, I've had nothing but bad experiences since doing this live stream and, uh, and again, there's lots of well-documented things that she's done that are extremely problematic. Plenty of high-profile lawsuits involving her, and yeah, it it just does. It, it just seems very odd. This just seems like a very odd situation, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the case. That was the first live. I'm going to go ahead and transition us here into the second one. Uh, if you didn't watch my uh, recent video, um, you know, I kind of talked about. You know the messages I received from somebody claiming that it was uh, that it was without a crystal ball, that it was Katie Joy uh, Paulson, um, and you know that that was that was the person claiming to to be her at least, and, and sending me messages and um, attempting to blackmail me into sharing a story of an alleged victim. And so I shared about that. I shared about. Um, you know, and I said those messages could have been from anybody, um, not necessarily from, uh, you know, I can't guarantee they're from Katie, uh, which is what I said in the video. They could be from anybody. Um, I said that my experiences with Katie were very negative um, that I had. I talked about some of the rumors that she spread about me, some of the things that she said in her lives and, uh, and things like that. So there are um, – that was what I expressed in that last video – this morning I woke up um, and I, I went downstairs uh, and I received a message a, a little bit after 5 a.m. And uh, there were four different emails. Two were sent from my own personal email. They were spoofed emails. So two were sent from myself to myself and CC'd Katie. And, uh, and she's already shared this. Uh, CC'd Katie and um, CC'd uh, another person who is an alleged victim. And so... 
that was in my email. There were four parts. Uh, the other two were spoofs of uh, a lawyer in LA um, and um, and uh, someone I wasn't familiar with until yesterday. Um, but anyway, I don't want to dive too much into the content of the messages, but I do want to just address two things uh, relating to this. And this is honestly a really frustrating situation uh, for a lot of obvious reasons. Um, uh, it's it's honestly just frustrating. Apologies, I need to send off a message really quick. It's frustrating for a lot of reasons. Um, one, it's frustrating that this is happening. Um, and I want to say very clearly again, I don't know at all that this is Katie. I don't know if this is one of Katie's fans. I don't know if this is one of Katie's enemies that's trying to make Katie look bad. I don't know if this is somebody that has an issue with me. I don't know. And nobody on the internet knows that. Katie, you know, I don't know if Katie knows that. I don't know. I don't know who knows this. Um, All I know is the facts of what I've said before, which is I barely knew of Katie when I hopped onto that live stream. It was impromptu. And it's amazing how um, it's amazing how deeply that decision has impacted me. Whether or not that's Katie, um, or whether or not that's a follower, whether or not it's an enemy of Katie, I don't know. I'm not here to decide that. The FBI can figure that stuff out, and um, you know, it, it is what it is. But this is extremely, extremely, extremely frustrating. And the other piece of this that's frustrating and is making me want to make it, make a statement because each statement I, I, I think I'll be done. I thought I was done a month ago when I made a statement about the experience on the show. Um, I thought I was done yesterday when I made a post saying that someone was trying to blackmail me. And again, the reason I made that post for people who made a lot of assumptions about why I shared it, it was not for views. I don't need views that badly. I don't need to, uh, share information that would do damage to myself and my family. Um, I, I, I don't need to do that stuff. I don't care to do that stuff. It's never been my MO. I've talked about it on so many videos. Um, I do not do things for quick attention ever, ever, ever. I don't do that with even the stories that I share that aren't related to me. That has never been how I operate. Anyone who's listened to the show for a long time knows that's the case. And so I'm very, very frustrated that I have to keep addressing this, that I have to keep talking about this. This affects my family. This affects me. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, so it's frustrating again, that I have to make another statement, but the reason that I want to make another statement, um, is because people are jumping to assumptions and I know I can't control that. I know I can't control what people say about this stuff. Um, but it's extremely frustrating when I see, uh, one people assuming that I'm leading some kind of smear campaign against Katie. That's not the case. Um, I, I don't know Katie. I don't know without a crystal ball. Um, I don't know anything about her brand. I, I wasn't a super fan. I, I was new to her content. I said this back when I went on her show. Um, and so I don't have any reason. There's no logical reason for me to have a vendetta against Katie whatsoever. Um, I have plenty of people. I have pastors preaching I'm going to hell every single Sunday uh, for my podcast. I don't need another Twitter beef. Um, I'm not a, it's just, again, it's not my MO and I I don't want to keep defending that people can make their own assumptions about me, about who I am, what type of person I am. That's just not the case. Um, and so I wanted to address that. 
And the other piece I want to say about this too uh, is that you know I saw somebody today uh, on TikTok and on Twitter. Um, I, I think there were two different people um, repeating the statements that were made about me uh, back a month ago uh, that were made on Katie Joy's live saying that I was a misogynist, that I abused my family, and that I uh, am no hero, fill in the blank with with all those different things that were said about me. Um, and this is extremely frustrating for me because it's inaccurate. Um, I feel like that goes without saying. Um, I, the, the misogynist allegation I already went into, um, again, I don't want to be a guy sitting on YouTube saying why I'm not a misogynist, but I think that my work speaks for itself. I've tried to platform many, many, many women on my show. I've tried to give a platform where I'm in the background of a lot of these conversations. Um, I just, it's an unfounded threat. There's no, um, there's absolutely no um, evidence that I have abused my family. Uh, my, my wife's been here with me all day, so... Anyway, I just want to I just want to throw that out there. I wanted to address that because that's starting to get repeated. And again, whether or not Katie is responsible for the threats that are being sent to me, I don't know. Um, but you know, whether or not she is or whether she isn't, um, the the statement she made about me, the comments that she made about me, um, the three lives that she did, making these uh, making these statements that you know alluding to me abusing my family, making these statements that I'm a misogynist, those are still following me. And now if I try to defend myself or make a statement about receiving death threats and getting emails at 5.59 in the morning saying that they know my address and they're going to come slit my throat um, and calling me a misogynist, rapist, cult member, uh, I don't need to make that kind of shit up for views. And anyone who would allude to the fact that I would, um, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm trying to let this stuff slide by. There's been a lot of stuff that's circled around. There's been a lot of things that have, have, you know, popped up with people saying, Oh, it's for views. It's for this. Um, the last video I did was non monetized. This video is non monetized. Um, I've never done this before ever in the history of the show ever. Um, that's again, I just want to clearly, clearly lay that out. Um, as far as actual statement I wrote out today, this morning received a death threat. It's been reported to the FBI. Um, in addition to the messages I received yesterday, uh, for the time being, I'll not be responding to new emails. I'm not going to be responding to private messages on my personal account or my public pages unless it's somebody I already know or it's an introduction from somebody that I personally know. Um, I'm, I've been getting too many messages from fake accounts. I mean, too many messages speaking from both sides of this story, people saying that they know what's going on in Katie's side or they know what's going on in some other side. I don't care. I don't care what your perspective is. I don't care what the, what the angle is. I don't care if you claim to have some kind of information. I don't need to know anything about it. I don't want to risk letting anybody into my circle right now who, you know, is potentially also sending these kind of emails about me or my family or where I live. And so, uh, as of right now, my inboxes are closed. I'm not looking at that stuff. I'm not going to respond to it. Um, and again, for those saying that this is something I'm doing for views or attention or whatever, um, I would rather have not woken up to those messages. I would rather have not had to spend 
you know, time on the phone with the FBI this morning. I would have rather not filled out a bunch of paperwork and then be told to go to my local police, sit down in an office, write out a three-page statement, give my personal information, you know, and have to inform the police about a threat and giving them my address, giving them all my information. I'd rather not have spent my Tuesday doing that. Um, and so the fact that there are people who are saying that I am all of these different things, or that this is all, that they think that they know this because they've watched, I don't, I don't care how many hours of Katie Joy Paulson's content or how many episodes of Without a Crystal Ball you've watched. I don't care how many episodes of Preacher Boys you've watched. You don't know me. You don't know Katie. Um, and some of the some of the interactions and the the Twitter statements that are being made make this seem like a reality TV show. Make this seem like some kind of uh, some kind of Twitter feud. Like I, this is just again, this is a nut situation. And th- I'm making statements as succinctly and as simply as I can to protect my family. And I am trying to. Uh, you know, make the right decisions as far as this podcast, because in addition to caring about my family, in addition to caring about um, the protection of us, which is first and foremost, um, I also care about victims who use this platform to share their stories. And it's frustrating to me that I am in a position now where I have to worry about who I can talk to, who I can trust, who can come on my show. And, um, you know, and the fact that it's slowing down the important work that I think I'm doing on this podcast and the methodical work and not blasting out every story and every random piece of information I get and trying to be methodical and journalistic about this, the fact that that is something that's getting paused is frustrating to me as well. And the last thing I'll say about this too that's extremely frustrating is in regards to Katie, I Again, people are going to assume that I'm running a smear campaign against her. Don't send her hate. Don't don't go after Katie. Who knows where all this is coming from? My experiences with her a month ago were terrible. The, the things she said about me were terrible. Whether or not she's behind these emails, I don't want to believe in any way that she is. But my hands are very much tied. Um, this morning, I was communicating with another uh, another person on Instagram um, another creator that's that's fairly well known, just explaining the situation uh, because I got um, I got asked about it, and this is exactly what I said. I said I feel like I need to say at least one more statement to give context to this situation. Um, first, I said I'm unsure what to do, and I said if it's not Katie, which is possible, I said I feel it's fair to her to give more piece to the puzzle. I just don't like there's there's no move where I don't feel played. If I'm silent, I don't want people thinking I'm stepping down due to fear because that's not the case. And if I say something, I don't want to be playing into anyone's hand. I don't want to be sitting there and, you know, if someone's doing this to make Katie look bad, I don't want to play into that and be some kind of schmuck that's used to um, to do that. And if this is something to uh, make Katie look like a victim and I play into that, then I don't want to, I don't want to be a piece of that. I don't want to be a pawn in anybody's game. Um, this, this whole situation is so unbelievably frustrating. And um, again, I could care less what people think about me in most areas. What does frustrate me is that this is affecting not only my family at this point, 
It's affecting the show. It's affecting survivors of actual abuse within uh, church context. And it's extremely frustrating that um, it's extremely frustrating that this is the case. And so, uh, again, you don't know me. If you're just looking at the situation and, you know, sitting here and, and grabbing popcorn and watching the story, the, do me a favor and stop spreading rumors about what my motivation is for um, what my motivation is for making the statements I do, making the moves I have. You know, I haven't done 30 videos about this for a reason. I'm not monetizing these videos for a reason. I'm not, you know, I, I put out, I'm trying to put out very simple statements. I'm trying to keep people informed and try to be transparent. Um, but I, I'm extremely frustrated with the way that people, somebody on TikTok is going around posting comments about me being misogynistic and being, you know, uh, abusive to my family. Uh, I, I don't even know how to address that stuff. Um, and so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm just frustrated with the situation. Um, I wanted to just be open, share that. And, um, Anyway, that, that's kind of the situation right now, and uh, and I, I'll, I'll scroll through, see if there's any questions. Um, again, I, I'm trying to make these statements quick. I'm trying to address this stuff. I just hate. Look, I, I'll, I'll kind of close on this. I get I get preached about from pulpits saying that I'm dragging millions of people to hell, and I have people. Um, I have pastors say things about me talking about churches and abuse and, and things like that. Um, I'm not a stranger to criticism. I'm not a stranger to threats. I'm not a stranger to not, I'm a stranger to threats like this. Um, I'm a stranger to situations like this. I'm a stranger to complete lies. Most of the things I get are based in some, you know, form of what they believe. Oh, you believe differently or your theology is whack or whatever they want to say about me. Um, but to get the kind of threats and messages and things that I'm getting to get people you know, making statements about how I interact with my family that are completely inaccurate is extremely frustrating. And um, again, this is uncharted territory. I don't know up from down. I don't know who's involved with what, who's motivated to do what or who or where or why. I don't know any of this and neither do, do any of you on Twitter, neither do any of you on YouTube. Um, and so let's just stop pretending we know what's going on, allow the FBI to do their investigation don't harass Katie in my name um, because it's just adding fuel to the fire of rumors about me. Don't harass me in the name of Katie because I can assure you there's no vendetta uh, for me against her. Uh, I'm extremely frustrated with how I was treated a month ago. I'm extremely frustrated with the lies that are being spread about me that were began in her live streams. Uh, but I, I am not signaling for anyone to go attack to defend me. I don't need that. That's not the purpose of that. I just want everything to be as transparent and open as possible. And I hope that everybody involved in this is willing to be open and transparent with this stuff. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes. And don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com.